Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm tired. I feel like we're just the tired twins right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're probably the tired triplets because we got another old person on the show, too. Dale King's joining us. Dale, how are you? Advanced aged is how I prefer. That's right. That's right. We're not, it's not quite geriatric. It's just advanced. Just advanced. You know, (laughs) it's like everything about. My favorite thing about you, Dale, is we both have beards that are gray, but I'm 10 years older than you, and your beard makes you look 10 years older than me. So it's really. <laughs> I'm hoping, really like, I'm going to look this way for the next 30 years, and no one's going to be like, is he 73 or 43? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Is that what it is? Is that the white beard that makes you just timeless? Yeah. I, so genetically, I was blessed to go bald when i was like 21 and then it was like yeah about your late 30s we're gonna start making you gray too so i think and i'm not just saying this because you're both on this call but salt and pepper is like just it's it's a very special sophisticated handsome kind of a look i think you both rock it very well Uh, it's my second favorite hair and facial color next to red of course i will take it (laughs) <laughs> well, salt Dale, I'm, yeah, salt I've never, pepper. I've never, I've never thought of myself as salt and pepper, and I certainly don't think of Dale that way. Right. Right. Well, just gray. I'm just gonna Christmas. show up. I'm gonna go away for a week and then show up with like shoe polish black beard. Dude, that would be awesome. Can I just tell you, this is unrelated to everything. So my dad. One time, this was like a few years ago, and my brother and I still laugh about this so hard, like full on belly laugh. He was traveling, and so he was like on vacation, and he does the like old boomer FaceTime where like he's hit like the bottom half of his face is all you can see, and the top of the screen is all just like sky. So he's FaceTiming my brother and I from like somewhere tropical, and he normally has the biggest white like caterpillar beard or mustache situation that you've ever seen all you could see at the very bottom of the screen was what looked like the biggest black caterpillar that crawled up onto his top (laughs) and we will like for the rest of time never forget the moment that our dad like just for mend his mustache and didn't tell anyone and just showed up on facetime with this like monstrosity on his face we were like <laughs> it could not have looked more fake like he's he purchased a groucho marx costume to wear on vacation it could not have looked less normal <laughs> i love it i love this name oh man you you would he's a character he really is i appreciate just just going up just showing up look like a pirate yeah, just and just like really close to the camera in the bottom half of the screen, just really embracing it for for all the world to see. Anyway, we didn't we didn't only bring you on here to tell stories about your beard and mustache. Dale, you feel like one of the busiest guys in and around the CrossFit space right now. And so I'm so glad that we had a chance to catch up with you because you got a hand in a whole bunch of things and we got to know about what all those things are. Yeah, Fruity. yeah, it's. You know, it's one of those things, it seems logo stretches where it's relatively inactive personally and professionally, and then just wham, it all, it all comes together. So these things don't last forever. And I'm just, you know, just try to try to make hay while the sun's shining and see, you know, seize every opportunity while we got it. So for sure, this is one of those things that the movie movie came out uh, about a month ago and then the guest programming thing came out this week and um doing a bunch of traveling to for uh, veterans day conferences veterans conferences and stuff to do with the film so just just happy to be uh be doing everything so let's let's zoom out just a little bit in case we have any listeners who haven't heard you on the show before which like first of all are you new here dale's been on the show like a hundred times but but you've held many positions and titles over all the times that we've spoken to you. So just kind of give us the high level of on what you're working on right now. I know you're affiliate owner and give us sort of like the backstory on the film and, and everything that's currently happening in your life. Yeah. So 
a longtime affiliate owner, PSKC CrossFit. And then the work that we do within our community was just featured in a documentary called Small Town Strong. Prior to that, I spent a couple of years working in the affiliate department for CrossFit as a, as a field rep. And just like this week, they asked me to be the fourth guest programmer for main site. And they, they actually today just, they came a couple of weeks ago and filmed a cool little spot just about the gym. And they released that today on, on dot com. Very cool. um, so he, he was the guy that did it. And he, to me, he like captured beautifully, like what it is to just be a normal person. There is anything as a normal person that I've been. I, w- I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at. So OG affiliate, let's not shy away from, is it 12 years at this point? Yeah. No, we opened, uh, I guess I use the term legally very loose, but uh, <laughs> we opened in August of 2010. So whatever, I guess almost 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's wild. That is that is ancient. That's advanced age in the crust. Right. Space, put it that way. <laughs> well, you um, you could all, you could also ar- argue that you, you not only kudos for being open that long, but you could make the argument that you've had a really hard road to hoe to build this thing up over the years. I mean, for people who don't know where Portsmouth, Ohio is, it's this is a small town. Like you could carpet the whole town like from one side to the other if you really wanted to you know like it's mm. tiny and so you're you know you're not talking about opening a gym in cleveland or chicago or atlanta and you have thousands of people like dale's out there pulling people off the street literally to get them into this gym so it's a really impressive feat to be able to do this for 12 years yeah yeah, it's just one of those things you're just too dumb to quit. It's I don't know if it's breath was just you just basically <laughs> described my entire career. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, looking back, it seems very well strategic and well thought out and planned. But in all reality, it was just like, well, we're we're not going to quit. So let's just figure out a way to keep this thing going. A good friend of mine always says, "Yeah, you were such a business genius. You opened a CrossFit gym in the." most unhealthy and economically depressed counting in the state and your two competitors one was funded by a hospital and the other is funded by a state university so good to see you genius <laughs> yeah can you talk a little bit about the that work that you do in the community and how that led to the film being made about you guys yeah so like i said we've been open since 2010 and then We'd done a lot of cool things up until that point, but it was around 2018 that we started working in the substance use disorder addiction space. Unfortunately, our town has a very long sorted history with, with opioids and, and pain clinics and pill mills, but it's the number one cause of crime and death in our area. And a really good friend of mine was my personal attorney, but he was taking a job as the general counsel for the counseling center. It's the area's largest nonprofit addiction treatment center. And he said, Hey man, CrossFit's have been instrumental in my own personal recovery. And now that I'm working there, I'd like to figure out a way for you guys and your trainers to come give classes to our clients. So that was 2018. And it started off as kind of like this, how do we figure this thing out? And now going five years into it, we have, they have, well, they have three different facilities. We do over 25 different CrossFit classes there for their clients and their staff. Um, they've completely built out an entire gym. They call it the Hawk. It's the health and wellness center. And they've really kind of pioneered themselves a way of creating um, coaches, personal trainers that are also hybrid counselors. Mm. And, that, and that really started from us doing classes with them. And just a few months ago, we started working with a correctional facility 
up the road. So three times a week we do CrossFit classes for, for a, a minor fence, low level prison really. So what did you think back in 2018 when your buddy said to you for the very first time, like, we want to wait, you know, I'm here now, I'm in this facility, I see it firsthand, I want a way to incorporate that into your gym. Like, you obviously knew him and his backstory, but mm-hmm. had you ever really considered integrating your work so very much with what was happening around you in, the, in your community like that? No. I, and quite honestly, like, I had a very negative point of view of people quote unquote addicts mm-hmm. for me they were a really easy target to be like the mascot for the downfall of our town mm-hmm. and the reason all this negative press and negativity and economic negativity was, was going on so i just even did honestly i really didn't care to be 100 percent quite honest it, it wasn't until he approached me with the idea and by then i had seen I'd seen the power of CrossFit work with so many different people struggling with so many different things, you know, whether it's like veterans, reintegrating back to society, adaptive athletes, people going through traumatic events in their life. So I was like, I knew it would work, but it had to have been him to, to have the idea because I honestly didn't care enough to, uh, Think of it on my own. Yeah. And I imagine too, just from a business owner perspective, like it's terrifying to think about opening up your business to a brand new model, a model with folks that you don't know necessarily how to work with, or given the stigma around them, you don't know if you can trust, you don't know anything. I mean, I just, and John, you also also as a business owner, like an affiliate owner, I feel like it's just introducing anything new like that into your community once you already like. You already have it. You already have your thing. You already have your people. It can be really stressful, really scary. Well, I don't trust anybody, Nikki. I mean, oh, one of my par- one That's of my fair. partners is a doctor. I can don't trust that guy any farther than I can throw him. You know, so I just think kudos kudos to you for taking the leap and for being open minded enough to listen to the people in your town who wanted to wanted something better and were willing to obviously like you know educate folks along the way because a lot of us aren't we're just we just don't know enough or we don't know people who are going through it or we're not familiar enough with the system to understand the people who are in it and what they need and how they're suffering and so there's a lot of stigma and there is a lot of you know stuff around addiction that we don't talk about or we don't say out loud or we have the wrong impression of so i just think it's very cool that maybe at first you were like i don't know but let's try this and it worked out so incredibly well yeah, and, and then it you know the best time to have a conversation with somebody is after a workout, and, mm-hmm. and that's really for me what it what it was such an eye opening experience to okay well all right these 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 folks are great folks they're willing to work mm-hmm. hard, and then it just came from a straight up curiosity standpoint. I'll never forget like we we're all done and I was just like hey man. Help me understand, like, why on earth would you inject yourself with mm-hmm. heroin? Like, how, like, how does that happen? Because it's not like you, like, oh, I'm going to smoke a joint. I'm going to try smoking a joint today. You know what's, there's no good outcome from you being an IV heroin user. And they're just like, quite honestly, at that point in my life, I couldn't care less. Right. I was so far down the rabbit hole of addiction that this was the only thing in my life that I really cared about. And if I, you know, rolling the dice and I might die from it, then so be it. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's where I was at in my life. It's it's phenomenal to have those conversations with people because if you've never been there, you truly can't comprehend it. Right. But you have, you have to ask the question. You have to be like, sorry, this sounds dumb. Like, why the fuck would you ever do this to yourself? Because if you've never been there, then there's no way to wrap your brain around quite literally taking the steps to do X, Y, or Z. Like, how, why? And yep. so to just, and, and also, you know, kudos to them for, fi- for being open enough to tell their stories. And obviously part of, oftentimes part of recovery is right. being 
open and transparent about the journey that you've been on. So it's kind of healing on both ends. But I think that's why I'm particularly interested in hearing more about the development of coaches, CrossFit coaches into also kind of part-time counselors, because as CrossFit coaches, we kind of are that anyway, but we are not trained <laughs> and right. maybe we should be in a sense. Yeah. We always joke that we're part-time therapists, you know? Yeah. I, I think exploring the, the psychological aspect of coaching to me at this point in my journey is like the most interesting thing for me is, and that's, you know, Greg had always said the line, the greatest adaptation to CrossFit happens between the years. Mm. And then just being able to understand and explore what is going on during a workout and then coaching, guiding somebody through not only just that short period of time in their life, but then using the tools from that workout as a method for the other 23 hours of the day to help guide hey the voice that's whispering in your ear slow down you, you can't do this you suck like this sucks everything sucks is the same voice that's going to whisper four hours down the road that like hey let's we can just use this one time kind of mm -hmm. thing so having awareness of that voice and then um conducting steps to mitigate that it, to me is is what it's all about and then how is that translated into being a part of the correctional facility? Because it's kind of same, same, but different in a lot of ways. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. So this, the way the correctional facility works, this is start, it's, it's called a community justice. And they're all like, they're all felony offenders, but they're nonviolent, primarily like drug related. Um, so they go there for no longer than six months is the maximum sentence that they can serve there. For essentially like violating parole, probation, or just any kind of offense that would land them there. So, you know, they're under lock and key, obviously. But for them, I tell you what, the, they are the most grateful people I've ever coached in my life. Bar Good. No, I was not expecting you to say that. Explain. Bar none, <laughs> hands down. So currently on the schedule. Dang. We do. I, I coach when I'm in town, I coach the Tuesday class there. And then they have, we have a female co coach go out and coach the Thursday female group. And then on Saturdays, they alternate male, female. So the like we start the same story as everything. We started with like three guys and now we're like 27 guys are coming. No way. Dang. And they're just grateful because. A, I'm the only time that they can run, which imagine crossfitters being happy that they're running. No. They're a special oh. breed. Yeah. I'm third. And I, I convinced the, the staff there to let me bring a Bluetooth speaker in. And you know, they, they just work so incredibly hard. And they're working out and they're running in slides. They might be in jeans. It's just whatever they kind of go in there with. And they love it because, you know, they're being coached. They're being led by somebody. And it's not like I'm not there. I don't want, obviously I'm in a position of leadership when I'm there, but it's. They kind of feel like they're on a team again. Mm -hmm. And they don't get. They don't get, they're in a very regimented, obviously structure. They got to do classes. They have to say next, you know, this, that, and the other. So they're just, when, when I show up, they're just like pumped and ready to go. And, and I get so many, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Like every time I go out there. Dang. I love and that. And it's kind of cool now. So when these guys, <clears throat> some of them, when these guys are done at star, they can now get admission to the counseling center and now do CrossFit classes there as they continue down their sobriety journey path. So cool. they, they can literally be, they can start, I mean, as bad as this is, they can start doing CrossFit in the prison, then come continue their CrossFit career at the counseling center as they now kind of progress forward. 
and then accept their corrections and their and their surprise. Have you had anyone graduate from the counseling center or whatever and come join the gym as a member? We have five coaches. Four, co- yeah, five coaches. Sorry, yeah, two just got their level one a couple months ago. Coaches. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Are they the ones going back now into the counseling? Oh center? yeah. So this Coach? is a yeah. This is a I, I don't. John, I think you met Ricky before down there. Yeah. 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 Ricky used to be, used to be a resident at the, at the Star Community Justice Center. And now he goes back and does the Saturday classes. I for sure have seen a video of this gentleman from your gym. Yeah. There's, you guys have made content with him before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so now like the staff remember him. And he's like a local legend now to the mm-hmm. guys. Like, oh, holy shit. Like this guy used to be, like literally used to be just like one of us. And now he's back here coaching CrossFit classes. Wow. Dang. Very cool. The whole yeah. thing's very cool. Did you, in your wildest dreams, did you ever see this kind of impact through the community? Dude, uh, unfathomable. Like not even my wild... <laughs> My wildest dream was like getting a team to regionals in like circa 2012. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Are now are you like, wow, how meaningless. Yeah. It, it's, it's so, and, and not to throw shade on those guys, but like, it's, that's, that's just to give you an example of like where I thought this thing was. And that would be the that would prove how good of a coach we were and how good of a gym we were because we were able to get a team regionals, which never happened. <laughs> we're close, but wow. Your gym sucks. Yeah. Packed up shop then and there. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. How funny. And so the, how did the film come about then? Because the small town strong, the movie sort of tells the story of all the things that you're working on within the community. And it's, it's, man, it's kind of big, kind of a big deal. This, this is a real film, like on real streaming service, like real people are coming to see this. And how did it even come about? Well, the long, the long story long, I have a really good friend. His name's Chase Millsap, and he was in the army as well. And he got out, ended up marrying a girl from Portsmouth, Ohio. But they both met when they were in LA. He was working for a, a media production company, and she was she was a a producer on Big Bang Theory of all. Oh, fun! That's great. They bet fell in love, got married, and then when I went to LA to film it up. To film a Shark Tank episode, we all met for the first time in 2016. Um, so he and I, from like similar background, and uh, hit it off, became best friends. And so when he would come to Portsmouth to visit her family, he'd come in the gym, hang out, and then he was like, "Man, this is this is pretty unique. Like from a storyteller perspective, we should explore. Is this like a?" reality tv show is this like a mini series is this a whatever and i was like yeah cool dude well, yeah sure, huh sure thanks your sure thing la call yeah, me yeah. sometime yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. All right, hollywood that's i'm sure it'll mm-hmm. happen but he would come he's and that's why we have four or five years worth of footage is because he would come and always bring a camera and and just start shooting stuff and then it around covid he was like dude i gotta get my family the hell out of California like it's crazy mm. so we're gonna we're gonna move to Portsmouth and just kind of wait this thing out and so it kind of picked up steam um now that he was full-time living in Portsmouth and so we got enough footage together for a sizzle reel as they say mm-hmm. and so he started shopping the sizzle reel around to the streamers and studios it was good enough that we were getting meetings, but no Netflix. We had this big net meeting with Netflix, and I was like, yes, this is it. Like, we got it. And then they were just like, oh, no. We, it's, it's too real, basically, is what they were saying. Huh. And we're just like, 
the fuck do you mean? It's like, yeah, neat. that's exactly what it is. Do you want us to like tone down fucking drug overdose deaths? I don't know what you mean by that. But also Netflix is like the, the king of that type of drama. Yeah. I don't understand. Exactly. Maybe there wasn't enough drama drama. Maybe that's what they uh, wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, you're just out here doing good shit with good people who have gone down the wrong path and they really needed your coaches to like fight or something. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? So we, we kept striking out. And then, you know, for those of you who've seen the film, I'm not going to like do the big spoiler, but there's, there's something happened to a friend of ours that we realized if we wait for somebody to make this, it's never going to get made and people mm. need to see this. So like any good CrossFitter, we just said, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. And he and I put up equal parts of the money to start principal photography and then found another good friend who became a third executive producer and got us over the hump to get all the editing done. And then more CrossFit community kid stuff is once we had a rough cut, it makes me feel important when I drop these terms, by the way. Yeah, I, I, like, I like great it. Job. I like you it. sound very official. Let's know we're all clear. All right. I've, I have a checklist. Rough cut, sizzle reel, principal photography, post edit. Anyway, so. Oh my God, sir. Are you a, are you a film project? My word. On paper only. <laughs> so we sent a copy to Tyson Oldroyd and he and I were friends and I, I just needed a, another set of eyeballs who wasn't attached to the project. And he watched it and he was just like, dude, this is some of the most amazing CrossFit related content I've ever seen. And I'm going to try to get everybody on HQ on board to help promote it. Then like Nicole Carroll came back, loved it. And she kind of helped spearhead the effort to get CrossFit involved. So he goes, Hey dude, we want to air, we want to air the trailer at the games. And I was like, holy shit, that's huge. So this is in April. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. So we get out. So we're like, yes, let's do it. Get off the phone. We did not tell him we hadn't sold the project yet. <laughs> we so we had, we had a promotional deal before we even had a distribution deal. Um, so we're like, oh shit, like we got to get this. We got to find somebody to right. do this thing now. And it was way easier to get a distribution deal once you had a promotional deal from CrossFit. So Nacelle came on board, gave us our distribution deal, and then trailer dropped in, at the games, which was huge. And, and last month it, it's released to the world. Really simple. I mean, oh, no big deal. You guys just made a movie and be really simple. Just spend your own money, which is like rule number one that you don't do. And then like work and then Chase's brother came on board. He's a cinematographer for him. He's on National Geographic stuff. Chase and his wife were co-executive producers. So we've got like married couples, brothers, me, just a complete like ragtag bunch of hillbilly shooting movies. But isn't that the story of CrossFit like in general? Isn't it like anyone that you need to do something is going to come out of the woodwork to support the thing that you do? And also like anyone that you really need in your life, you're going to find at the gym. I can't even tell you how many like dentists, lawyers, doctors, whatever I like just have plucked from my, my local CrossFit community. You're like, I need you in my life and I need one of you. Yeah, you got you too. Of course, there's like film producers and another friend's going to help with the other editing and the post, whatever. Yeah, it's just how it works for us. It's just how we roll. Honestly, that's, uh, you know, this... I really loved it because we used everybody from the gym or at least everybody from town to, to do everything that we could. And, and it was literally, if we would have had a bigger studio involved, the issue with that is 
if they own the project, they can tell you how they want to edit it and right their own. So we have to worry about any of that. Mm-hmm. We just have to pay for it. NBD. Just had to pay for it and then hope it fucking pays off. <laughs> and is it? I mean, it seems like it's it seems well. like it's being so well received. Yeah, right it, now it's going well. We, we what's thought, your yeah how does that how does it work like at this point like it is released to the world and now are you on are you on tour are you going around yeah. and yeah. yeah i mean basically it so when it pot when it we had the very we're hit we had the world premiere in portsmouth which was very cool and i was nervous like, i was nervous because i was like if it they don't like it here we're screwed mm-hmm. you know I mean, no offense to like Iowa. I don't care what you think out there. I'm not going to live with that. I mean, yeah. here, if it's not well received, like I'm going to get, I'm going to get it. Um, right. But man, it was so well received and such a, such a stress relief. And then it was like, all right, we're going, going up to Chagrin Falls to the Chagrin Falls Film Festival. Yep. And luckily we showed up to the award ceremony and we won two awards and we were the Dang. first first documentary to ever win two awards at that at that film festival and then we were like oh shit like like other people within our friends and family like this like this is <laughs> not just my wife you guys yeah. right not just not just everybody at the gym like people like you have no idea they, they really like it and then we went to uh, new jersey and boston and then i was out we were out in la and then we're going back to la and to vegas and then it, hopefully it'll it'll calm down, like just traveling wise. But but it's out there. And then you know the way the deal is set up is, you know we we get a we get a certain percentage of every rent and download for the next fifteen years. So so everybody well, go download it, yeah. go buy it. Dear God, please help Dale recoup his funds. Yeah. Now that we're in the holiday season, guys, it's a yeah. great gift. For, That's right. uh, you can download it as many times as you want and send it out. Well, it is a it's a terrific film documentary. I mean, you will not watch this thing without Kleenex. Like you will mm-hmm. leave crying. It's it's emotional, it's draining, but it's kind of heartlifting all at the same time. It's a little weird seeing you on the big screen, though. I meant to tell you that when I saw you in Chagrin Falls. Like, I have known Dale for a while, and when you, like, but we don't see each other often. And then when your next experience, he's 10 feet tall. It's really bizarre. <laughs> really bizarre. And and for the record, the only time you'll ever be taller than me. So you have that, too. Taller uh, than everyone at that point. I do feel like you know everyone, though, Dale. It's like, even before this film, I don't even remember when we met, but we have, like, probably a dozen friends from different parts of the country that have no connection to anybody else but us. It's just bizarre how many people you know. It is true. There's random, random coincidences of people that, that we know. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. But you know so many, I guess is my point, you know, and that's when I, I think of the impact you've had on all these people's lives in Portsmouth, but now it's expanding out into, you know, this, yeah, I know it's our niche, but it's pretty damn big niche, you know, big community of people that gravitate around this stuff. And it's just amazing how many people I, I see in the comment section, you know, throwing your name around and impressed with what you've done, you know. It's really well, cool. and how how big of an impact outside of our niche is this now? I mean, truly, once you have a distribution deal and once things pick up a little bit of steam, like it is it not just in the CrossFit microcosm right. anymore? Right. Is it now people right. who are interested in recovery stories, or people who are interested in fitness, or people who are interested in a, a tearjerker, a heart yeah. uplifting type? Feel? I mean, like now that it's out there anyone scrolling could just be like oh this sounds cool and download yeah that it is so you know from a from a marketing standpoint we obviously knew we crossfit was our was our core audience and they were going to get the initial buzz out about the film and they did that far and above what i 
could ever expect. Yeah, including like on the first day of release, like we shot the number one on the iTunes chart, mm-hmm. which we're like, we, that was insane for that. Just, just to see that I was, I was hawking it the whole day and it was like, I came in in the morning. I'm like, holy shit, top 10. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Top 10. And then get off a call and then look and we're like number one. Oh, oh my God. That's nuts. And that's epic because there's people who just log on on a Friday and they're like, we should watch what's popular. You yeah. know what I mean? And then they'll just they'll be like, oh, well, let's try this. Yeah. And, and apparently, like our, the LA producers, you know, don't mean that disparagingly, but they're just like, you, you realize like we got a distribution deal. That's at this, like with the strike and the this and the that, like no one's getting distribution deals now. Right. The fact that we got a distribution deal, that's a, that's a big deal. And then Chase and I were like, well, of course, like, what the hell else were we going to do? Of course we did. Right. Obviously. You're like, no, Obviously. no, 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 like you don't get it. That's a big deal that you, that we got this distribution. Right. Do, you, do, you, do you struggle with the LA types being Ohio? Like, I mean, come on, man. You know, I see as many photographs of you on a tractor as I do sure. doing this sort of thing. I'm not making fun. Like you're, you're no, an Ohio no. guy, like you're a hard worker. Yeah. Do you yeah. get, does it, is it a weird moment dealing with, you know, it, kind of the West Coast? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, listen, I, I kind of pride myself that I can, I can kind of fit in anywhere without yeah you get along with everyone yeah without changing who i am but like some 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 yeah it's i just really look at i just approach it from a straight up curiosity standpoint like where this is oh cool this is how you think feel believe i want to know more about why why that is but man show business is a it's a it's like equal parts fake and equal parts like conniving like that yeah. every, in every little bit of stuff as i've seen is like a little southern ohio hillbilly about you know show business be, like it is exactly like there's a reason that cliche exists yeah um, it's it's rough it can be really rough i feel like i span a lot of those worlds just yeah. like working in marketing and advertising which also means that we work in a lot of content production mm-hmm. uh, and then also being in in live broadcast for so long it's kind of also on the edge of that world as well and it's the experiences you have with the people who do that for a lifetime you know they really that's their all time that's their full time career and they maybe do it for their entire adult lives they just they are hardened to it because they have to be. And you're just yeah. like, dang, that's yep. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, like, in the, we just understand it's some of the stuff is just nature of the beast that we have to, that we have to put up with for the, for the betterment of the getting the film more awareness, more eyeballs on the film. Are you addicted now? What's that? Are you addicted now? Is this going to be your, your, Next no. career filmmaking? No, you're done. No, Want it done? No. no, no. They they now the thing is. Oh, we need to do a follow on docu series, and we need to do that. And I'm like, oh, like I don't fucking know. Like I'd be like, you can do that. Yeah, I'll be I, here coaching at this time uh, and this time. If you want to come with your camera, yeah, like, you and you and Chase okay. bring your camera to Cleveland. We'll call it Small Town Stronger. You can. <laughs> You guys can follow me around with the camera and it'll be the journey of my Advil addiction for my bad shoulder. How about that? That's I would pay money to watch perfect. that, John. I That'd would pay money to watch that. I would. Ad- Advil and knee sleeve. Yeah, yep. exactly. You can just follow yeah. us both around. You just watch us get older on camera. He's old and cranky and just salty. Oh my so God. So like next week you're filming? That would be the best. Because <laughs> I think I've, we're there. Now I'm dead serious about this, Nikki. I would not let a camera or audio recording be in the room with Dale and I unprepared. Like, I I've... would know that it's amazing mm-hmm. that we even have you two on camera tonight. Truly, 
No, we can hold it together. Like when, you know, when I know I'm going to edit it. My kids are ten feet down, down the hall. Yeah. We did that on purpose, Dale. Well, yeah. There's no, first of all, there's no alcohol involved. It's yeah. on Zoom camera. There's a lot of things that are keeping this thing under control. But but yeah, Eventually, I, we have a fun time, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's no. It's we worth it. Time. We could definitely tell stories. That's for sure. That's why when you said Chase is your best friend, I was a little hurt because I thought it was Ooh. us. But that's okay. That's Ooh. Right. Okay. Per the terms and conditions of the deal, I'm contractually obligated to say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay. Well, now I'm hurt because I thought John, you and I were best friends. Yeah, actually, you're you're making it with you and Dave. My God. Like, okay, if this is what we're doing to do, then I'm not even. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what this means, Dale, is like now you and I need to be best friends and fuck everybody else. <laughs> fuck you, John. You're done. Fuck mm. you, Chase. Get out of here. But. So you are, you're kind of on tour, you're shopping this thing around and lots, lots of promotions and whatever. And then, and then what, man, it's Christmas basically like tomorrow. Yeah. It, it, so, so the way I'm, I think I can say this, it's not, it's not like industry secret stuff, but, um, everybody written download it while you can, please. Because it's going to be it, the way, and, and everybody who pays attention to new release films knows this, anyways. It, it's available to rent or download for a certain period of time, and then it's the distributor's job to find the the Netflixes, the HBOs, the Amazon Primes, and give them a exclusive period of time to run it on their platforms just for their subscribers. Oh, so that's why like Harry Potter was on HBO for so long and then it was on friggin' the other one for so long yep. and then it was right. and you had to like, find it. That's yep. why I love Apple TV because you can just search a thing and it'll tell you where where on what platform, on what whatever. Yeah. Yep. And they were always changing. That makes a lot of sense. And so yeah, so that that period of time could be ninety days or a year or whatever that is. And then once that deal expires, then they shop it to the next provider. And then you just kind of, obviously, like you get less and less percentage of that revenue back, and then it mm-hmm. becomes like however many minutes watched calculation kind of deal. Like I said, I'm a, I'm I'm well versed in this business, Nikki. I'm, pre- you got I'm it really now. impressed. You got it now. I was sitting yeah. there thinking, you know, I'm like rolling your resume through my head right now of everything. Yeah, you, like you've done some cool shit, man. You know, you've served, you you've built a couple of businesses from scratch. Now you're a filmmaker. Like your journey is insane to me. You're just like, but you just see an obstacle. And go. Oh, I'm just going to go learn to do that. I'm just going to go do that now. And you go do it. It's really cool. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really the people with me on those projects who really kind of, they're the unsung heroes that I'm just like, yeah, fuck, let's do it, man. I know some people, yeah. know some people. we can make this shit happen. What's impressive to me, though, is you you've had so much success with you know all of this. Like most, well, most small businesses fail in the first mm-hmm. year, you know. And you've got you've got two running wide open. Then you've got the kettlebell business, and you've got you know this film you're working on. It's like everything you touch is turns to gold. So come to Cleveland, help us with your Grand Falls CrossFit, right? You know, it'd be great. No, you it's it's luck god people it's it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everything man that i'm just very 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 blessed and like i said um like when i coach those guys on tuesday to me that's the coolest shit i could be doing when somebody sends a message about the film and they watched it and they were able to have peace in their lives because somebody in their family dies from addiction that's worth every bit of anything that went into it to see people i i call my friends and co-workers every day they you know they get their license they get a bank account they get their first home they're providing they're breaking the generational curse of poverty and addiction like i see that shit every single day that's work 
for me. Mm. And I'm so blessed. And it just really calibrates my perception on what's important in life every day. And so it's just, we're just, we're on a wave, man. We're going, we're going to ride that son of a bitch till, till we mm -hmm. can. Have your kids seen it? I know your, oh. your girls are young. Yeah. So it's what, like, they're like, daddy, let's watch the movie. Let's watch the movie. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Daddy's seen enough of daddy on the damn screen for mm -hmm. uh, forever. So, but they've, it's, I mean, this is going to sound it's like an asshole thing to say, but they're like, when we went on Kelly Clarkson last year, they're just like, does, does, you know, their friends, does their parents get to go on Kelly Clarkson too? Does everybody like, well, we can't we'll get to watch you on YouTube on, on Kelly Clarkson. I'm just like, you think it's cool now? It'll, it's going to embarrass you in, you know, five, 10 years from now, and then you'll mm -hmm. be cool in another 15, 20 from now. So, well, the good, the good news in that is at that point, you're going to relish in embarrassing them at some point. Oh, I can't. Yes. It's, it's really the best. I still do to this day. Like, once turning 22 this week i still love embarrassing her it's harder now though but you do have a window of time where it's yeah. really easy I, I will seek i will seize that opportunity can't wait before we go i know that we're sort of like like running up against time soon but i want to talk about you programming for main site this week yes. because that has been really cool you're all i think you're only the third person right uh, Something four, like that. Four. Yeah. fourth person so there's been a handful of guests that they brought into program for.com which is just a just like a massive honor when you think about the way that dot-com programming has gone over the last yeah i don't know over a decade and from what i heard this is just through the grapevine chatter okay i'm not gonna say my my sources or anything like that but from what i heard everyone is expecting an absolute ass whooping this week they're just like, Dale does not fuck around. Expect lots of hero wives. He's basically going to be like, put up or shut up yeah. or scale appropriately, whatever. When they asked me to do it, I was, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is an honor. This is an honor. And I'm like going mm -hmm. back when I started back in 2007, that was the only source of pro. Mm -hmm. program. So of course I was, like, yes, let's fucking do this. And hung the phone up, and I was immediately regretful. I was like, "Oh, oh no. no!" Because I was like, "I can't. I thought I'm gonna get fucking torn alive." Of course, programming sucks. So it was like a very. I went all in. Like I was, I don't want this thing to suck. And then, so I had it was like the dude, the, the meme of the guy with all the shit on the whiteboard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then they came back with the dates and the dates, the first week is, is exactly Veterans Day week. Mm. And, and for years, the tradition at, at PSKC is we do hero week. So we do five hero wor workouts in a row. In this case, leading up to Chad on Veterans Day. So I just it fucking erased everything. And I was emailed them back just to make sure that they wouldn't have an issue with it. Right. They're like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And so week one, we're doing hero week. So bye, bye. five hero workouts in a row capped off with, you know, arguably one of the most challenging ones. That uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Now, assuming when you look at dot-com programming, you kind of have to be like, okay, for the masses, people are probably doing three days on one day off mm -hmm. something along those lines right like that's sort of like traditional foundational crossfit methodology yeah. so when you program and john you know this i'm sure too because you did your summer of hero wads really when you look at that type of really intense programming there still must be a way to lay it out over the course oh, of the week it, where yeah, you're yeah. like yeah. you can you oh. can do this you really could do this so the first the first thing is with chad being on a saturday I went ahead and did four days in a row, rest day, Friday, Chad, Saturday, rest day, Sunday, mm -hmm. uh, to get them as fresh as possible, lead into that. And laying out five hero workouts in a row that you want to make it challenging, of course, but you don't want to lead to 
overuse of movements or repetitive right. kind of stuff. It's it's to me it's it's a difficult thing to do to find the right mix at the right time to to get to get what the final product you're looking for. But I think we did mm -hmm. I bounced it off a few a few guys before I sent it. So I'm I'm for, for the record, Nikki and I had not spoken before she asked that question. Nikki, I've seen the workouts. He did not do what he's saying here. He, <laughs> everyone's everyone's gonna hate their life i already hate it I've, I've we're two days in i'm like who wrote this bullshit i'm gonna yell at him later because it's terrible and i already wow. know what's coming up which i'm not gonna spoil it but it doesn't get easier let me just all put it that i'm way. thinking yeah. is all i'm thinking is like hero wads are notoriously difficult right that's the point however some are really long endurance flaws. Some are shorter and heavier. Some are like, there's certainly ways to mix it up where you can get a very complete week of programming and scale appropriately so that you can still come back on, on Saturday for Chad. Like I was, there, I was thumbing through these workouts, Nikki going, who hurt this man? Like, well, why is he doing why, this to all Dale, of us? Why? There's a lot, of, there's a lot of trauma involved. That's uh, okay. That's, like, that's how we all got here. For the record, I'm on. So I'm a couple of days ahead because I I wanted to get them all in before I left on travel. So I'm I'm on day four right now, and uh, I just feel like hammered dog shit. Like I yeah, yeah. I, I've been like doubling the protein, doubling water, uh, just trying to do everything I can. So because uh, I I think no matter what, like Chad is just so grueling. Yeah. Regardless of if you took a whole week off before it or like it's yeah. just. 200 step ups in, you realize, oh, all right, here we go. Like, is, I've made a mistake. This is my life now. I right. killed that I one last year, though. You, I know yeah. you remember because I was done so much ahead of you. You did. You smoked him. Oh, you did. To this, I'm not saying yeah. He may have had like a nerf rock, but I don't know what was in Maybe. <laughs> hey, to this day, that's the only workout I think I've ever done with Jen and Tom where I beat them both. It's one movement. If you can just commit to the pain on one movement for a long period of time, at that point, it's just a mental fight. Yeah, John, most people can't do that. I think you might have found your your everyday superpower, <laughs> and it's step-ups. It's Yeah, but it's a 40-minute superpower, and it's 20 minutes of that is just pure hell. That's, that's. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't stepping. That's special. He was springing. He was like Ooh. watching the gazelle. I yeah, was in much better shape then than I am now. I'd probably kill me today. Uh, well, so. look, anybody can CrossFit when they're in shape and not hung over. You know what I mean? Like, right. What's the challenge in that? Give me a been out all night and hung over. You know, yeah. terrible. You feel bad. That's that's when you find out. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's great. My... I like that you're doing them, Dale. Too. I like that you're yeah. putting yeah. your money where your mouth is, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's like that's rule number one. If, mm -hmm. uh, I I would have preferred to have them all done prior to publishing, just so you know. But it's cool to kind of go. I'm just a couple days ahead, but it's it's cool. I mean that's what it's about. It's it's finding that common thing we all do together and suffer along, and then make fun of each other, compare times, pat each other on the back. And then at the end of the day, just be able to be like, we all did something hard together and, and you have a connection for because of it. Do, do you submit all of these in advance or are you just kind of going as you go? Because if you're going as you go, I'm hoping you're going to get so sore, your programming is going to get easier. <laughs> it, these were all submit like two, two CrossFit's pro, like credit. They, they've got a pretty good solid system in place on the, on the main site programming. They sent me the previous two weeks ahead mm -hmm. of time. And then I had a deadline to submit it to them so they could review it. We'll had feedback on a, on a, on two workouts, change them just a little bit, but it, it was, it was good. So the, obviously hero each, you just kind of throw out everything. You just, the purpose is to do the hero workouts. Week two will kind of be like a more insightful um look into how i program for the gym and, and for the different people that we work with so i'm, I'm really excited for, for week two. well that'll be awesome it's nice to flex both skills kind of to like 
together a week of existing programming and kind of figure out what the best combination of your awards is and then also showcase the skills of what makes your gym unique because I'm still like firmly I'm still so this is interesting and this probably is a way bigger discussion to open up on a different on a different podcast not an hour in but I do like the idea of the big training camps that we have nowadays and I do like that oftentimes there are so incredibly skilled at programming that they offer their programming to gyms and sometimes gyms buy it and pick up on it. I actually really like that we have that. But I am, I do have this sort of OG, very firm belief that a gym is kind of like made or broken by the programming inside of it. And so it's really special when programming is unique to a gym, I think. And when there's people at the helm, be it owners or head coaches or managers or whoever, that put just so much time, effort, energy, it's like blood, sweat, and tears into developing the programming and and coaching the coaches on the programming and and figuring out what's best for your community, but also what's not best for them to push them to a place where they can be better. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's really hard. That's a hard balance between here's what we do in CrossFit, fucking step up or here's what my community is like and here's what they need mm-hmm. that it's I mean that's why I don't know and it's, it like makes my butt tingle and it makes me uncomfortable to think about how difficult it is to figure that out yeah it, I mean it to me it's like one of those things I think so for us we we have like four or five coaches on rotation and they're they're all in charge of a week mm-hmm. so every Love week that. it rotates from a different coach then I have final like veto approval authority. If I kind of see something like that's just not going to work. And then the members really love that because they, it always is a guessing game. Like, oh, who's, who's week is this? I know it's yeah. those week because we're doing this and that. And two, it kind of forces constant um, variety as well. So you don't kind of get stuff done in there. But I, I also believe too, if, if that's not your thing, man, subcontract that shit out and you don't, absolutely, uh, it can pull you down a rabbit hole and before you know it like you spent the entire morning worrying about what wednesday's workout's gonna be so yep. like, so i i see both sides to it same well del thanks for joining me in and congratulations again on the success of the film i mean really amazing work uh thank you man and thank uh you know i really love the friendship relationship i've developed with you and jen and tom and i kind of feel like our, our gyms are sister gyms from on opposite poles of the state and uh I, and I, and I don't know if you know this john but let's just close it on this okay a really good friend of mine owns a mexican restaurant in town he goes to the 5 30 a.m class and unfortunately his his daughter's going through some cancer treatments up up in Cleveland and he's got to go up there every week. And so and it's every Monday, I forget what the day is, regardless, he's able to drop in to Chagrin Falls and he feels that little experience for him to not have to take the one hour of the day where he doesn't need to think about his child's cancer treatment. And and you guys are there to to take care of him. Means a lot to me means a lot to him for sure and i think it's important that this is what crossroads really all about he's gonna run into me and call you and go i think i saw you at the gym dale some guy looks just like you but but not as strong not even not anywhere close as strong way better looking but just yeah yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't go that far well when when are we coming back down there do we have a comp soon anything coming up hey i'm i'm all about I have an excuse for you guys to come down. <laughs> I just didn't know if Jen and Tom had a competition. I wasn't going to compete, but I was willing to join them. So I was like, I was party. not volunteering <laughs> myself. I was mm. just going to show up. We'll, no, we'll, no we'll figure out. We'll figure out something cool to do. And uh, yeah, because it's, it's y'all's. Well, you guys have come down way more than I've gone up there. But it's well, it's more to, more to do in Portsmouth, Ohio. Uh, yeah, it's a thriving metropolis. It is. That's what I heard. <laughs> John's about um, to get treatment one night. Yeah. I'm going to make sure to get reservations at the IHOP next time I'm there. It's really fancy. Bumping, though. You can't get in without a resi. That's what I heard. 
It's international. Well, hey, what can I tell post, you? Post church crowd on Sunday, IHOP, son. You better. You're waiting. Yep. Oh, I'm 100% positive of that. 100%. And it's so good. It's worth the wait. Oh, it is man. worth the wait. Well, Nikki's <laughs> great. Great seeing you tonight, too. Didn't mean to leave Likewise. You out. Likewise. Can we get all the details on how and where to download the film? Yes. The, the, the best way is smalltownstrongdoc.com. We have links to all the streaming platforms there, but basically any anywhere that you can rent or download something online, just search Small Town Strong and, and it's there. Perfect. All right. Well, for everyone listening tonight, I go download your movie and we will chat with you guys soon. Love you guys.